Hello lovely people and welcome to another episode from Easy Yoga, All Things Yoga. Today I thought we'll do some myth busters of yoga. So for example, I can't do yoga because I'm too bendy or, um, well there's lots of things really. So I've got 10 that I think are the most kind of the ones that everybody thinks, oh I can't do that or um, I'm not bendy enough or I'm not going to burn any calories or anything like that. So we're going to first start with um, yoga isn't for everyone. So obviously that's a myth busted because yoga is for everyone. Small or large people, black or white skin, blonde or brown hair, male or female, anyone can do it. So you can do any yoga anywhere you want to. It doesn't have to be in a posh expensive yoga studio. It can be in your own home, outside on the grass or in a park or in your garden, or even on the beach with the sand between your toes. It may hurt a little, obviously, if you practice on Brighton Beach, because that's pebbly, but um, yeah, sometimes I do do that, and the mat goes everywhere. But it's still, it doesn't matter where you where you do it, really. You can do it from anyone. It doesn't really matter. So it is for everyone. It doesn't matter at all. Um, the next one is not many calories are burned during a yoga practice. Well, that kind of depends on which one you actually do your your practice in general. So if you're going to do a slow meditative type, then that would be called Hatha yoga. And that usually burns between around 150 to 190 calories per hour. Um, a vinyasa or ashtanga yoga class, which is the one I absolutely love teaching, that's kind of more dynamic and quite sweaty. Um, that helps stretch your muscles and there's lots of different areas to, to concentrate on with that one and usually that can burn up to about 351 calories per hour so there's also another one called Bikram yoga or heated yoga that usually uh, so the Bikram yoga is round about 106 degrees for an hour and a half and that usually burns sort of around 477 calories. So that's an awful lot. And you certainly can feel the sweat. You're absolutely dripping from that. And I do love that. I haven't done Bikram before at all, but I have done Hot Pod. And it is so nice. It's just so good to feel all that sweat dripping out of you. But obviously some people don't like that and that's absolutely fine. It just... I don't know. I just feel so invigorated by doing that. And I can just feel all that sweat and all the toxins and everything else coming out. Um, then there's obviously a really slow one like pregnancy yoga. That's just really good for calming. You're not really burning many calories from that, but that doesn't really matter because you're more concentrating on the mind and on your baby and things like that. Um, so in terms of other forms of exercise, like swimming, depending on which swimming you do, probably the more faster you go or the faster you go in front crawl, uh, that usually burns around 800 calories an hour. So if you're more into cycling, that usually burns around 480 calories per hour, going at sort of 10 to 12 miles an hour. Running, even though that's kind of, uh, well, that really depends on how fast you're going but if you're going around six to eight miles an hour that burns around 600 to 800 calories so um yeah that one that that's busted so next one's running or other sports are better for you than yoga not necessarily it really depends running and other sports will go well hand in hand with yoga 
Uh, running is a very high impact sport and I had to give it up way before I started yoga but since I've been doing yoga and I've been practicing now for 12 years I think it is now um, my knees and hips were giving way they really didn't like it my hips turned inward slightly I was born with a well, wonky pelvis and there's so much pressure on my hips but that now is absolutely fine because I'm now doing yoga I'm doing lots of hip openers stretching the quads the hamstrings everything like that and that's that's really really helping so the pounding of the running is obviously not good for your joints and runners will probably say different but I absolutely love running as well I'm going to be taking part in the tough mudder this year which is 10 mile mud run in September and then I'm also doing the Brighton half marathon in February next year so if I carry on with my yoga obviously I will because I'm a teacher that really goes hand in hand with it. Um, it also yoga is also used to support long-term rehabilitation programs. So this allows the person who has had a severe accident or long-term illness to be able to practice in a sport which is very low impact, and will get the muscles working again after a long time, possibly spent in a hospital bed. Um, I know Bear Grylls, who's my favourite adventurer, he broke his spine when he was in the SAS and had an accident parachuting. So he practised yoga every day to get him better and he still practises yoga today. So obviously he broke his back and now he's, he's a proper adventurer again. The next one, yoga is not really a sport. That's kind of half busted. It, it is definitely a sport, but it's also a way of life and it depends on how you look at it. Most people, especially in India, where this originates from, is it's completely their way of life. Yoga has been around for thousands of years and they meditate every day. A lot of, I don't know, I don't know how you say it, um... A lot of people will practice it as their religion, that's the word, and they're really heavily into it and all the spiritual side and things like that. Um, this, I suppose, in the Western world, in, in the UK and maybe America, we mainly do it for fitness uh, or it's completely changed actually. So there's a lot more different yoga styles which is more fitness based than actual meditative and the spiritual side of it but there's still a lot of people that practice everything like that so yeah I would say it's a sport but also it's a way of life as well yoga is just for girls uh no myth busted yoga is for everyone men women although the perception of yoga class is for many people uh full of bendy ladies so if you kind of think of a yoga class what do you think of when you go to a studio do you think that they're full of blonde bendy ladies thin amazing bodies and definitely not that is not the case i teach all sorts of people large thin tall small round wobbly bits men women some children yoga is definitely not just for girls um i used to teach a group of boxers every wednesday after their boxing session and they were all completely different they all had very tight shoulders and tight legs of which yoga really helped them and i used to teach them for around half an hour after their boxing class just to warm up and down and stretch and we used to start off with a couple of cat cow poses um, just to get their spine moving and really help their legs so warming up their quads and then just doing like a real restorative class really and just seeing how 
how much they relaxed, but also stretching out their, their main torso, their upper arms, their hips, especially had very, very tight hips. Um, so also when you think of yoga, also, do you think of a hippie guy with dreads doing yoga in a lotus pose or people in their twenties who just love showing off that they can get into an amazing pose you will only ever dream of? No, you are thinking about the stereotypical people who practice. Yes, yoga does have these, but only very occasionally, and it's only about 1% of the class. So some men are quite nervous to turn up to a class full of ladies. We certainly need more men in our classes, and they are now starting to, in the last few years actually, I'd say, a lot more men are now turning to yoga for everything really, for weight loss, for de-stressing, for meditation, especially if you work in the city, you really need to calm down and just focus on yourself and your mind and there's a lot more men now as well that are coming out with mental health issues and that they're now realizing that they have mental health issues which is great it's absolutely amazing that now people are more wanting to talk about this stuff and yoga again is very meditative and will certainly help you with that um also about the flexibility you really don't need to be flexible if you can't touch your toes that's absolutely fine you don't need to be touching your toes all you need to do in a yoga pose is to feel that stretch and feel that stretch only it doesn't matter if the person next to you is touching their toes or is like head to knees that doesn't matter they can feel their stretch but also you will be able to feel your stretch and there's also you can use blocks or straps to help you Yes, you're probably aiming for that, but that will come in years to come. It doesn't have to be now. I need to touch my toes right now. So, yeah, you do not need to be. Um, then we kind of have something about not many people don't like the omingness of a class. I don't teach that, but there's a lot of people that normally do. Some people find that quite uncomfortable when people when the teacher starts to om at the first start and that's a really lovely way to start and end the class but I, I specifically don't do that I'm not not really into that stuff but that's fine that's just my opinion um, some men come with their wives and practice together and or other way around uh, husbands and wives come or partners and I really love that idea and my husband and I used to work out together before we had the children and now we don't obviously because I don't have time but it was so nice just to go to the gym and work out together or go to a class and work out together. It's really nice. And I've heard quite a few times, actually, that if you work out together, you stay together. And Darren and I are very competitive. And I think I'm more competitive than he is. So it's also something that you can do together. Uh, and also some people, some men even feel a real sense of achievement when they've done a class because they can really feel the benefits straight away. So come on, men, you can come, you can come to a class. You don't have to be supple or flexible. Yoga will be great for so the typical builder types, as in like there's a lot of, I suppose, in the builder world, a lot of macho men or that's kind of that's probably me being very stereotypical and that's a bad thing. Uh, but yeah, a lot of men who probably work in the builders, I don't know, comment, tell me, is that right? Or is that not? You all kind of want to be macho and say, I don't want to go to yoga class. That's a girly thing to do. No, it's not. You need to come so you can, because you have very tight shoulders and you're very strong upper body, you also need to stretch out and also relax. Um, so yes, definitely see how you go with that one. The next one will be, um, 
kind of yoga is not very difficult. This really depends. I've had a few people in my class say, oh, well, I've heard yoga is not very difficult. Uh, well, come to one of my classes and see how you get on. <laughs> I know I work for my students very hard and that they are absolutely amazing. I mainly teach dynamic vinyasa and I had one lady come up to me first off. It was her first class and she said, oh, well, I've heard that that mostly yoga isn't hard. And I said, okay, that's fine. Tell me after your class how you felt. And I went up to her after the class and she said she felt absolutely amazing and invigorative and was so happy. But she said that was damn hard. So yes, it is hard. It really depends on the classes that you go to though. So Hatha classes are any type of yoga that teach physical postures. Um, Nearly every type of the yoga class that is taught in the West is Hatha. Although there is a lot more now out there that are so different. Um, Hatha generally means that you'll get a gentle introduction to the most basic yoga poses and you probably won't work up a sweat in a Hatha class but should you end up leaving the class feeling longer, looser and more relaxed that's that's what you're aiming for so Hatha is just a slower based one for mostly for beginners as well although it's up to you um, I, I tend to teach that as well then there's Ashtanga yoga which follows a specific series of poses which are repeated every week so this builds up a sweat and each style links every posture to a breath so it's kind of like what I teach as well vinyasa this is hot and sweaty yoga practice and probably not one for a novice yoga person should start at just because it's very strong but there's no need to say that you you can't start there that's absolutely fine uh, then there's vinyasa which is known for fluid movements so this is quite an intensive practice it's is more like a choreograph so vinyasa teachers choreograph their classes to smoothly transition from pose to pose and often play music to keep things lively so i will teach um in my classes we'll do three or four sun salutations to warm up so that's a a set of poses put together by breath movement and then i'll change it up so we'll do a flow um, of different poses put together and then breathing there may be some balances uh child's pose just to get your breath back and then we'll do some seated seated ones as well so then there's also bikram which is what i said earlier this is where the room is heated to around 106 degrees and you sweat absolutely amazing loads um there is a series of 26 postures to do and it always follows the same sequence so every week you will notice that you can get further i don't know say maybe in triangle pose or you'll get further in warrior two or something like that you'll notice every week that your muscles are getting longer and this one is a is quite sweaty as well obviously because it's hot um so yeah you just kind of need to figure out which class suits you the most and also if you're a complete beginner maybe look up some poses online uh, there's so many different videos on YouTube or I need to do actually one on here to, to do like a beginner's yoga class from here. So the next one is you have to have special clothing to go to a class. No, you don't. Myth bust it. You definitely do not need special yoga, yoga clothes. You can turn up to a class in just a t-shirt and loose trousers or leggings. Uh, yoga is becoming very fashionable and some people want to wear yoga specific clothes, but it's entirely up to you what you wear. Obviously, my favorite brand is Sweaty Betty. Uh, for those of you that know me, I'm 
always in sweaty betty i am now in recording this uh in, in sweaty betty clothes and yes they are very expensive but they are so comfortable and i just absolutely love them i'd love to be an ambassador for them actually but i'm not so i'm not i'm not telling you to go and buy them but yes i love sweaty betty um, but yeah, even just like the cheaper leggings or cheaper vest tops, it doesn't really matter. It's entirely up to you. So a vest top and shorts would be a good idea for Bikram, obviously because you're sweating buckets. Uh, a baggy t-shirt and trousers or leggings will be fine for Hatha yoga. Maybe a vest top or t-shirt or leggings for Ashtanga and Vinyasa. Uh, okay, next one. I'm not bendy or flexible and I'm too large to do yoga. Myth busted. No. Any size, shape or person can practice yoga. You really do not need to be skinny or bendy and flexible, as people obviously think. It just takes a bit of faith and trust in yourself and then you'll be amazed at what your body can actually achieve. So the teacher may give you a little bit of uh, pixie dust. We'll sprinkle some on just to help you in headstand pose. Um... And yeah, obviously, if you need help, there's a, there's blocks around, or the teacher will come around. And if you certainly wanted to do a headstand or try, then the teacher will certainly be there just to help you. Uh, you. There's no reason why you don't have to hide away, especially new people. You don't have to go to the back of the class. It's better. I know it's scary, but it's better to go at the front because then the teacher will help you more and will be looking at you more, which is a good thing. Don't feel scared. You really don't need to feel scared. So yoga also is amazing for anyone, especially larger people, as it's low impact on the joints and is definitely a good sport. Um, if you were quite, if you didn't want to come to a class because you're quite self-conscious about your body image, which is a lot of people at the moment, and that's absolutely fine. You can do it from home as well. You can use a chair if you can't get down onto the floor and then just use the chair as like a balance. Uh, I will do a podcast for larger people using a chair as well. That that will be coming in the next few weeks. The next one. I don't feel like I can go to a class as there'll be too many experienced people. That is certainly not true. Myth busted. There are lots of different levels of yogis in a class and you can just turn up and see how you get on. The more positive thoughts you have and the more you are relaxed then into that class. It's quite obviously daunting turning up to a yoga class when you haven't done yoga before. But in the last few weeks, I've had new people turn up and they've not done yoga at all before. And they've come to my class, which is very dynamic, very fast, well, ish, uh, really uses all of your muscles. And they've absolutely loved it. And they've come back and it's and it's so nice to see them come back every week. And I know that I'm doing a good job. And that is I'm so passionate about my yoga. And that is what I want to pass on. I want to pass on to people how it makes you feel really so um when you do come into the class and you're brand new just inform the teacher that you're new and they'll be really helpful and help you to understand which poses are where and they'll tell you where to put your body in certain specific areas uh, if you obviously feel that you can't go to a class then you can do yoga in your own home so there's so many youtube videos or dvds internet books apps games consoles uh, which will teach you how to do different yoga poses so you could just start with the basic poses and then work up to more advanced ones 
once you have the basic understanding of the different poses and names, then you get more out of your yoga practice. So even if you just practice every day for five minutes, you'll get better and better at doing each pose. And most of the time I do, I've, I've got two children and I find it hard every day to get onto my mat and do my own practice. So even if I just get up five minutes earlier and the kids have come in and they're watching their tablets for 10 minutes or so when we all wake up, then I can get on my mat and I know that I get my five minutes, ten minutes of practice for myself. And next one. I feel uncomfortable meditating when I practice yoga. Myth busted, I think. Sometimes, yes, sometimes some people have issues with how they feel. And meditation can be anything, really. You don't have to lie down. You can be sitting. It's just closing your eyes and breathing in and out so you're just calming your mind you're centering yourself you're allowing your body and your mind to fully concentrate on your practice and then you'll do this at the end of your practice as well so you'll have your relaxation or shavasana corpse pose and this is usually 10 to 20 minutes of meditation and relaxation and meditation really means resetting your mind and letting go of your worries and just being in the moment so people just close their eyes and relax and you can do this anywhere. If you're really stressed out during the day, if the children are really annoying you or you're just really like, ah, you just need to go in your, go wherever your happy place is. Sit down or lie down and just close your eyes and just feel everything draining away. And some people don't like that, obviously, because they feel that that's a bit uncomfortable if they're in a class, especially, or if you're breathing loudly that's fine. You don't have to. Just do what you feel you need to do and you will feel comfortable. And the last but not least, I'm pregnant. Can I practice yoga? Myth busted. Yes, of course you can practice yoga. I practice with both of my pregnancies and I probably should have slowed down a lot, but I never really did. And um, some people were like, why are you still doing yoga? Why are you still doing this? Why are you still doing that? And you think, well, no, I know my own body, as obviously everybody does, know their own body is the best. And yoga is an amazing thing for pregnancy, just because you, your mind calms down, you're, um, you're connecting with your baby. And I practiced, I practiced Ashtanga yoga all throughout my pregnancy, right up until 39 weeks. I was even teaching up until like the day of when I gave birth <laughs> with uh, my second. So if you haven't done yoga before and you're pregnant and then you think, oh, maybe I should do some yoga pregnancy, then there's so many pregnancy yoga classes around. And it's a really good way to go to specific pregnancy yoga because the actual teacher will know how to react to your changing body and they they do more meditation and just slight gentle stretches i had a lady in my vinyasa class who was around about 25 weeks pregnant and she was still able to do a lot of poses so i just kind of said to her no no twisting um and if you feel if you've been doing yoga for ages then that's fine you, you can come to more of an advanced class but if you're just starting out then that's absolutely fine you, you can just go to a normal pregnancy yoga so just inform your teacher if you are pregnant if you're not going to a pregnancy class and then you can go from there um, your relaxing hormone kicks in around about 20 weeks and you can feel like you can really stretch in different poses so you're actually over stretching and this is where you have to consciously pull back a little as you will really pull your muscles and hurt them so just listen to your body at all times and enjoy the yoga 
I also found this really helped out with my labour as I knew how to breathe throughout it and also found practising yoga gave me my pre-baby body back quite quickly. So yeah, just kind of noticing how your body's feeling. But yeah, certainly practice yoga when you're pregnant. So there we have it. We have our 10 myth-busted questions regarding some yoga. Um, Obviously, leave some comments or subscribe. And I will be back next week with another podcast i'm not sure what it's going to be on yet but um yeah i'll have a think or i might just see how my week's going thank you very much for listening and i will all see you next week thank you bye